Catch MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Ooh, now. Thank you, Double D. What, a banjo? Don't ask me. Welcome back to Daily Tip with you presented by Bad MGM. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday, not just any Wednesday, a Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. Coming up in our final hour, we get a Game 5 in the World Series. What to expect tonight at Chase Field between the Rangers and the Diamondbacks. What about football? What about basketball, you say? Well, it's a good thing we're bringing in BetQL's Kate Constable. Find out what's on her card starting at 820. Always love hearing from Kate. And then we wrap things up with our best bets at 845. Chelsea, I've been meaning to ask you about this article for a couple days now because I found it very amusing. Have you ever asked for someone's advice and it's regarding something that you did or something you're experiencing and the advice they give you is, "Mm, maybe you're the problem here. Maybe it's you who needs to adjust your behavior. So there is someone who wrote wrote an article to an advice columnist online. It's called Ask Amy. I think this is in Michigan on M Live. I don't even know how I stumbled upon this article. And this guy writes Amy and says, Dear Amy, I'm a millennial. Growing up, I played tennis with my dad. Now I'm tired of it. But he asks me twice a month whenever I see him to play tennis. And now he's asking my mom to ask me if I'll play tennis with him. How can I respond to these endlessly annoying inquiries? (laughs) Her first Her first piece of advice out of the box is, speaking of annoying inquiries, I might place yours into that category. Have you ever simply told your folks you've given up playing tennis? Your dad obviously wants to do something special with you. Maybe you understand that and understand this is a bid for connection instead of being annoyed by it. Try ping pong. End of column. Boom. That's it. So... I kind of love that, which is she's like, did you just say maybe I don't want to play tennis anymore? But have you ever asked for advice from someone and they're like, hey, Chelsea, it's you, you're the one who has to do better here. Or have you always nailed it? Uh, I don't have an example that comes to mind, but I'm sure somebody has told me this like at some point yeah. in my life because you're not always right. Uh, but I think it's usually people that have to be pretty close to you that offer mm-hmm. this advice because usually you don't tell a stranger like, hey, you're the problem, unless it's something really egregious. Because there was another example of this recently online that kind of went viral. It was this girl who was driving in a nice car. She was drinking like a smoothie. She had on Lululemon. And she was complaining that like six weeks out of college, she couldn't get a six-figure job in marketing. She was like, oh, they say I have to be qualified. How am I supposed to be qualified? I just got out of college. How am I supposed to land this six-figure job? And people are like, well, most people out of college are not making six figures. That's just the way the world works. So it came off as very entitled, which is similar to, I feel like this girl that you're referencing that wrote into this column. Yes, correct. I'll tell you, this happened to me one time. And I just thought of this. All when I, not surprisingly, when I was in high school and and to a lesser extent, but but still somewhat in college, like I've always made straight A's. But at the same time, I would always get docked for excessive talking, excessive talking, because I'm always talking to someone. I'm always doing something. And sometimes I would get bored, and I kind of know what's going on. So I'm like, ah, I'm having a hard time paying attention. I already get all this. 
But one time when I was in college, when I did not get what was going on, I was taking French and I took how many semesters? Four semesters of French. And three of those teachers loved me. But there was one guy who did not like me. And I kind of understand why, because I would sit in class with my friend Allison and Allison and I were just kind of always kind of yucking it up together. But I, I was struggling with the, the language and I continued to struggle with it. I could just never really grasp it because people who had gone to bigger high schools had already learned the language. And so for me, I was starting from scratch. So one day after class, I went to the professor and I said, hey, can you give me some advice on maybe a, a better way to, to help learn the language or something I can do to improve my understanding? He was like, you should try paying attention in class. And I was like, oh, okay, well, uh, that'll, that'll wrap it up from here. Thanks for the talk. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to head to this exit. Uh, no, I'm going to go this one. I'm going to go this way. Thank you, sir. But that was the one time where he was like, eh. Even though I did pay attention later on after that, it didn't matter. I just had a hard time mastering that language. But that was one thing that stood out to me where I asked for some advice. And he's like, maybe, maybe you're the problem there, big guy. Yeah, but also you were in high school. Like how many high schoolers have it all figured out? And I think that's why you have teachers and people pointing you in the right direction. So you're going to mess up. You're going to do things that you don't realize you're the problem. But one would think as we age... Hopefully we get better at those things. Have you ever judged somebody and then remembered, okay, this person's like 23, like none of us yes. were great human beings at that age. Cause sometimes I forget, like it is a much different stage of life. Oh, for sure. As I always say, and this is not to label anyone who is in their twenties, but I always considered myself a, a pretty intelligent person or a mature person for my age. But when I look back now, I'm like, Michael, you were an idiot. Do you know what I mean? Where it's not <laughs> knocking anyone in their 20s. I'm just saying, even for someone who considered himself fairly mature for where he was in his life, I'm like, what were you thinking? It was so stupid. So, yes, I think with, with anything, once you have time and experience, you always have a different perspective later on. So especially when you're talking about, let's say, college athletes or college sports, you do have mm -hmm. to remember – you understand these are kids, right? Like, Michael, you're almost 50, but what were you thinking when you were 19 years old, when you were 20 years old? You weren't making the best decisions in the world. Exactly. And then when you, like, click on the bio for a player's birthday and they're born in the 2000s, and you're like, oh, my oh, God. Oh, I know. Oh, my goodness. I saw the other day where Trevor Lawrence was born in 1999. I was like, how is that even possible? 1999? Oh. Does he even know who the Backstreet Boys are? <laughs> no, he doesn't. There's going to be a time when no one knows who Backstreet is, and it's a really sad thing to think about. What are you going to do? That happened to me once when I was teaching in Austin, when I was teaching journalism, and I made a reference to a band that I grew up listening to, and it was Crickets. And I was, and that was a long. I wasn't that much older back then than the students, and it, they, nobody knew, nobody. And that's when it hit me, like, oh yeah, I forgot this aging thing is a thing. Chelsea, <laughs> you know what else is a thing? Baseball. Baseball betting. Let's get into it. Game five of the World Series tonight. In the desert at Chase Field, the Rangers lead the World Series three games to one after that offensive outpouring last night. We get Nathan Avaldi on the mound for Texas, 4-0 in the postseason, 3.52 ERA. Zach Gallen going for the D-backs, 2-2, two two, a 5.27 ERA in the postseason. This is a rematch of the exact same pitchers that we saw go at it in game one. Chelsea, I talked to you earlier about not quite knowing where to go here when it comes to this particular game. Can you give me some insight from that baseball brain of yours, which is 
a lot more educated than mine. Well, I think we can at least talk through it and maybe give the reasons why we don't want mm -hmm. to play a particular side in this game. I think if you look at the trends, let's start from the top. When you see a trend that is as dominant as the Rangers have been on the road this year, do you start mm -hmm. there? The fact that the Rangers have gone 10 and 0 in road games. Do you think you start your handicap here or is this simply, you know, part of the recipe for making a play? I think you have to look at it. I, you really do. When we were looking at the the Astros early on, we kept saying, these guys are road warriors. They don't play well at home. What happened? They lost at home against the Rangers. So the Rangers are sometimes, I, maybe it's focus. Sometimes it's, it's something you can't really quantify. But I don't know how you can fade the Rangers. You just need to make a, a very strong case for the Diamondbacks if you're going to fade the Rangers here because – if, if all things are equal and the odds are telling you this is equal, I don't think the Rangers being perfect in the postseason on the road is, is really reflected in the number here. I think this is about these individual matchups, about these lineups. So if all things are equal, maybe that's just an edge for Texas. Yeah, this game's a pick em. It, it feels like the sports books have finally uh, wised up a bit and they are giving the Diamondbacks some credit here. But the other thing is, the other storyline we have going is that this is an elimination game. And sometimes yeah. those type of games play a little differently. Usually unders of the play in elimination games because you have all hands on deck. The best pitchers are throwing. But it's only elimination game for one side. Say mm -hmm. if this was a game seven, we would have that angle for both sides of the ball. It's not the same deal for the Rangers, though, who I would imagine give a longer leash to Nathan Valdi. They're not yeah. playing very desperate here. Um, but I do think that I would still lean towards the over here. You're seeing a total of eight runs, but think about these two offenses and namely think about the Rangers offense. Doesn't it feel like this Rangers offense is fully capable of hitting this over all by themselves in just about every game. Zach Gallen, I'll say is one of the better pitchers, obviously for the Diamondbacks, not quite as good as Merrill mm -hmm. Kelly's been, uh, but still, even if he gives up say two or three runs, I think that the Rangers are fully capable of scoring at least a couple runs off of this bullpen. Mm. Maybe the X factor here is the Diamondbacks. What do we expect from this lineup that is very good at hitting for average, but not necessarily when it comes to driving in those runs? But something we saw last night, the Rangers' biggest weakness is their bullpen. So even if Evaldi doesn't give up many runs, their bullpen, who has been worn very thin during this postseason, mm -hmm is fully capable of coming in here and giving up a few runs. The advantage also lies with the Rangers in this game because it was very much a bullpen game for the Diamondbacks last night. Uh, Mantiply started the game only went to like one and one third. On the other hand, you had Andrew Heaney going for the Rangers, who surprisingly mm -hmm. went five innings. So he saved some of the bullpen there. So Arizona already at a disadvantage there. Uh, but I think for me, I think my favorite play is going to be an out prop, but I would lean towards an over eight play if we are playing traditional plays. Okay. Yeah. Right now, the number for the total is set at eight and a hook minus one ten on the money line for both sides. So you could play that down to eight if you wanted to and hit the over. I, I just, that makes me nervous. I think that's the right side based on the bats in this game, which you've been over, but it makes me nervous in a potential elimination game because I think we could see pitchers who are pulled quickly if they get into just a little bit of trouble. I will say this again. 
And I'll be curious to see how this plays out. I'm not going to bet this in the first five, but I like the first five under, which I think is an insane play when you're talking about the Rangers and Diamondbacks. The Rangers led 10 nothing last night after three innings. How in God's name can you play under four and a half? It's only minus 105, but the only reason why I like it, Chelsea, is Nathan Avaldi. He's been the best pitcher on that Ranger staff, even though Jordan Montgomery has been awesome as well. But even going back to the regular season, Nathan Avaldi has been crazy consistent on the road, 3.56 ERA. But Zach Gallen at home, his home versus road splits are sort of crazy. On the road, ERA well over five, but at home, ERA of 2.47 this season. He faced Texas in Phoenix. So a home game back in August, went six innings. Pitched one run baseball, struck out 11. So I think based on these starting pitchers, I, I like the first five under, and, and you're almost getting into even money. Again, you just go back to that age-old problem in this series, which is do you really want to bet an under with these two teams, especially the Rangers? Right, and especially because the last time Zach Allen faced the Rangers, which is the team that you're looking at in the postseason here, he gave up three runs. So say he has that exact performance again. Yeah. You only have one run to play with because if you were playing a first five under four and a half, you need four, you know. So I think there's yeah. not a ton of value in playing four and a half. You either play under four for some bigger plus money or you see if you can get a first five under five for a palatable price. I think we normally do the, that on the show. We don't play like the yeah. in-between numbers. There's not a, a ton of value there. But I think the play that I'm going to go with in this game is an outs prop on Zach uh, Gallon. I'm going to go under his outs prop of 15 and a half. It means he needs to throw five innings and not a single out more. Uh, so this is minus 140. I think the desperation factor is built into this one. Because if Zach Allen is struggling even a little bit, he's going to be pulled early from this game because this yeah. is it for the Diamondbacks. All hands are going to be on deck. I would imagine Merrill Kelly should be available for this game because, you know, if they don't win, their season yeah. is over. And also, at five innings, Zach Allen is somebody who also is not super efficient at times. Sometimes he can walk guys. Uh, so five innings, I think, is a normal stat line for him. Last time around, went five innings exactly. So you would have won your bet on this one. So I'll go Zach Allen under 15 and a half outs for minus 140. Oh, I like that pick quite a bit, Chelsea. So I don't know if I'm going to tell you or not. This is one of those days I, I have hit the... I have hit this dead spot in sports betting where I've been doing so much baseball, but now there's one game that I really don't feel comfortable betting on. And so hockey has just started. I'm dipping my toe into hockey. Then there's NBA all over the place, and I haven't really handicapped NBA. So last night I did some action. That didn't really work out. I'm The sports equinox is happening, and I'm getting paralyzed. I'm just stuck in this ether, and I don't know where to go. What about hockey? I feel like you used to be pretty confident in hockey. Like, maybe not the NBA, because I think most people don't feel confident betting on the NBA when we never know who's playing. What about hockey? That's what I'm doing tonight. Just one bet tonight until I can get my feet under me and feel a little bit more confident about where I'm going. But that you're right. I'm going to the stick and puck tonight, but I'm ready to kind of delve into another sport just besides baseball because, you know what, we're going to have to. Coming up next year on the show, Halloween might be over. But the wagering never ends, my friends. Kate Constable from The Better Angle is next on The Daily Tip from BetQL. It is presented by our good friends at BetMGM. We're coming back on a Wednesday. Stay right there. 
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Welcome back to the Daily Tip, presented by Bet MGM with Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Jimmy Double D. It is the Daily Tip. Thank you, Al. Presented by Ben MGM. Great to have you with us on a Wednesday. Coming up shortly, I don't know this. I think she might have been Benny the Bull for Halloween. We will chat with Kate Constable to find out if that's the case and get her betting card as well on this first day of November. Maybe I have that wrong. I don't know. We'll ask her. Chelsea, I was reading about the NBA because Kate is going to talk some NBA with us. And it was an interview with Nikola Jokic, and he was talking about Chet Holmgren. And he said, yeah, this guy's crazy talented, but he needs to be fatter. And so they went to the topic of weight, getting in shape for the NBA. And apparently when he first started in the NBA – Nikola Jokic used to drink three liters of Coca-Cola a day. And the Nuggets trainer was like, hey, man, you have to stop drinking all of this Coca-Cola. And Joker would say, yeah, before practice, I would never do it. But after practice, it was glass after glass after glass. I couldn't stop. I see the face that you're making. I assume you've never had this problem. With, have you ever been addicted to anything? I'm not talking like hardcore drugs because we've all been there. No, I'm just kidding. But I'm just saying like you, you yourself, have you ever had a hard time stopping something that maybe wasn't great for you? Could be Coke, could be sweets, could be whatever. Black tar heroin. Uh, yeah, I have a mountain of candy at my house. And oh. I have to have the self-discipline to walk past the candy bowl every single time and not take a huge handful. Because also they're like fun size candy. So you're like, what, you know, what, like 10 fun size equals a normal size? That has to be right, right? And it's probably not the case. It's the same thing with like munchkins at Dunkin' Donuts mm-hmm. where you're like, okay, I'll order 10 munchkins. That's like a normal donut, Ooh, right? Probably not. One. But it feels like you are being healthier because they're smaller, but then you eat more. Yeah. yeah, That messes with your mind. That's a mind pretzel because you're like, I only had 18 munchkins. They're tiny. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, that's probably four donuts, dude. I used to do that all the time. And then I'm washing it down with a Coke, like a huge, like 32 ounce fountain Ew. drink. I used to do that on a regular Coke's basis. gross mm. to me. Let Why? me put that out there. Because okay. don't they clean, they can like clean car tires with it, can't they? With all the chemicals in it. That's what makes it great for your insides. It's a nice little cleanse <laughs> for your body. <laughs> it's just, I, doesn't it make you thirsty? I think that's my primary complaint with dark colas. Like, imagine you just had an NBA practice. Do you mm-hmm. reach for a Coke or do you reach for like a no. Gatorade? Like, Coke just no, does not for... seem like it's thirst quenching. Well, I I used to drink Coca-Cola all the time, and then I made the transition to Diet Coke because I was like, this is so terrible for me. At least, I'm not that Diet Coke is crazy better, but it's I think it's better than the alternative. But certainly after working out, I'm not like, oh, let me reach for a Dr. Pepper or a Mr. Pip. It's like, no, I want some water, some Gatorade. I can't imagine drinking that after a workout. I mean, I did that as a kid, but I feel like now I wouldn't do that. 
Because the way that I used to drink Diet Coke was for dessert. Because I was like really conscious of calories. And I was like, this is terrible yeah. for me, but at least it's zero calories. So instead of like getting something at the gas station that was like, you know, a couple hundred calories, I'm like, okay, well, Diet Coke has none. This will be my dessert. And that was the depressing life that I lived back when I was 25. Oh my God. Yeah, that does sound depressing. Mm, you know what, guys? I'm going to splurge and have a sip of root beer for dessert tonight and just kind of go crazy. Just give me a little leeway here. All right, it's time to continue talking to one of our favorite guests on this Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. Here to lay down the law. Very grateful to you, Constable. Thank you, Constable. With her favorite picks for today. Miss Clark, she fires and goes! It's Kate Constable. And may the Schwartz be with you. Here we go. Let's bring her in. She is the host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. You can see her across the BetQL network. It is our friend Kate Constable. Kate, good morning to you. I, I wanted to ask you about soda, but I have to ask you about Halloween instead. Am I wrong? Did I see on Twitter that you were Benny the Bull, or at least you had a Benny the Bull head on, or am I mistaken? Well, Jinx, typically NBA teams don't like to reveal who their mascots are, but in this case, I will tell you, I am Benny the Bull. The real you are the bull, not just on Halloween. We got a game tonight, I think. Bulls play well, tonight. I think. Yeah. <laughs> Better figure it out. <laughs> we got a game tonight. Maybe. Let me check my work Maybe. schedule. All right. Check I respect that. I res I respect yeah. the mascot code. So I won't go. Yeah, no, I was to. um I was Benny the Bull. I mean, miraculously, I don't know what adults have a Benny the Bull. Um head in their closet but i texted my husband like two minutes before i went on uh air yesterday and i said hey do we have any halloween costumes sitting around he's like yeah benny the bull top left corner in the closet in the guest room i'm like perfect throw nothing on it so yeah. what's the story well why does he have this uh because he is a hoarder He's a sports memorabilia. <laughs> How do you pick this up, okay. though? Like, there's a story there, right? Like, just because uh, you're a hoarder doesn't be. mean you I have mascot costumes. Because, Chelsea, if I, if I asked about everything that we had here, he would be telling me these stories for the rest of our lives. I'm telling you the stuff that we are are holding on to in this household. I, I believe we have the, the, the rally towel for Gordon Hayward's um, first conference game at butler like what so just a bunch of random things in this house not quite sure but benny the bull was one of them and it worked out pretty well yesterday great halloween costume didn't have to put on any makeup which is awesome did did you did you have to be like hey is is it the benny the bull head next to the half-eaten pizza there in the closet since we keep everything <laughs> No, we're not. We're not. When I say we, I, I'm not talking about myself. Not gross hoarders, Jenks. Okay. We're just okay. sports hoarders. Oh, okay. I just want to get some clarification. Yeah. Not the old Wendy's fry box from 10 years ago. Just <laughs> right. the bobblehead from 10 years ago. Those are the things Got we're it. keeping okay. around here. Okay, very good. Which I understand. If you're a big sports fan, like those things have meaning. So I understand, even though I do not partake. In sports hurting myself, <laughs> sounds like you're hurting <laughs> like a, a group of sports fans. Uh, but anyways, let's get to your NBA plays. Look at, uh, we're looking at this Timberwolves and Nuggets game. What's the play or the angle here? 
Yeah, this game between the Timberwolves and Nuggets might be my favorite play of the day. I'm taking the Nuggets plus three and a half at home. A little scary because the Timberwolves have been, not the Timberwolves, the Nuggets rather, have been so good this season. Perfect on the year. But the Wolves match up really well with Denver, and it's given the Nuggets some trouble in previous seasons. Minnesota won both regular season home games versus the Nuggets last year. Also a bit of a revenge spot for Minnesota after Denver bounced them in the first round of last year's playoffs. But with the exception of game one, those games are relatively close. Minnesota lost game two and three by nine. Maybe not that close, but Wolves won game four in overtime. They only lost game five by three. And Minnesota is back at home after an epic meltdown against the Hawks on Monday. The Wolves blew a 19-point halftime lead, ended up losing that game by 14. That's a 33-point swing. Minnesota has to come in this game focused, ready to play. I think we get that version of the Timberwolves tonight. So I'm taking them plus three and a half at home against the Nuggets. All right, Kay, give us another play here. You've got Heat and Nets on the card. What should I do here? I need some NBA advice. Yeah, so this one, just a, a tough spot for the Nets tonight. Nets, uh, on third game of a four-game road trip, so I'm going to take Miami, minus five and a half. That number, I think, is, has just started to climb up to minus six, so you might want to grab this one quickly. Cam Johnson and Nick Claxton both already ruled out with injuries. Spencer Dinwiddie for the Nets, he's doubtful tonight. So there goes three of your five starters that could be missing tonight. Miami's also returning home after three straight road losses. So great spot for Miami, not so great spot for Brooklyn. I think the Heat are going to win this one big tonight. So I'll lay the points with them. All right, next up, let's uh, stay in the East. Go to the Pacers and the Celtics. The Pacers, 11 and a half point dogs on the road here. And a total set at 231 and a half. What's the play? Yeah, I'm looking at the total in Pacers-Celtics tonight, Chelsea. Pacers, I think they can cover this number of 11 and a half. And if they do, it's going to be because they can keep up with the Celtics in the scoring department. Indiana's top five in pace. They're second in offensive efficiency. Celtics are also seventh in that same category. So both teams top 10 in offensive efficiency. And the Pacers, they're leading the league in free throw percentage, which maybe is not something you typically look at when you're handicapping this game and be like, wow, free throw percentage, great. But they're shooting 85% from the line. And the Celtics are allowing their opponents 25 free throw attempts per game. That's a bottom 10 mark in the league. So if Indiana can get to the line, it's going to knock down a ton of freebies. That always helps with the total. Also kind of a sleepy spot for Boston. They don't play again until Saturday. So with three days off, I could kind of see the Celtics looking forward to a nice little break and maybe letting up a little on the defensive end here. So I'm going to play the over 231 and a half in Pacers and Celtics. We're talking with Kate Constable, host of The Better Angle, each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East on a BetQL network. All right, so how in the world do you bet these NBA Cup games on Friday? Do you do you attack them from a different angle? Give us your, your best practices, if you will, if you're looking at betting on these. Yeah, well, Jenks, these are brand new for everyone in the league from players, yeah. coaches, fans, betters. So I'm not quite sure what the right answer is. It's it's going to be a lot of kind of wait for these first games on Friday. Every game on Friday is part of the NBA Cup and kind of see how teams approach those. My thought process is I'm going to look and factor in motivation a little bit more than I typically do because some teams – the younger teams that maybe aren't playing for a whole lot in terms of making into the postseason and going on a deep run, maybe those players try a little bit harder in, in these games because this is something that's attainable for them throughout the regular season. So just looking at like Warriors and Thunder on Friday, 
Does Steph Curry really care about an NBA Cup title? I'm not so sure. But the Thunder, those young players, Chet Holmgren, Shea Gilders Alexander, this could mean something to them. So maybe, maybe you look towards the Thunder there. Same with the Wizards and Heat. I'll probably be betting the Wizards on uh, Friday, which is a little scary because the Wizards are terrible. But Jimmy Butler has said how many times, like, he does not care about anything but winning an NBA title. Mm-hmm. You think he's going to care about a NBA Cup uh, tournament game, group play game? I don't think so. A lot of money on the line, too. The winner of the of this uh, tournament at the end in Vegas, each player on that winning team wins $500,000. That's a lot of money for some of these younger players that are on these massive contracts. That means nothing to Steph Curry and Jimmy Butler, but to some of the mm-hmm. younger players, that's a lot of money. So that's kind of motivation is one of the biggest factors that I'm going to look at when handicapping these games, but it is going to be a lot of wait and see what happens Friday and then react towards the next round of those group play games. Yeah, it feels like a spot where you take the teams that are okay in the regular season, but maybe don't have the star power in the postseason. Those teams that, you know, really love to play in the regular season. All right, so we did our survivor picks uh, earlier in the show, and we had some picks all over the board. Who would you pick uh, if you had one pick in Survivor this week? I am going with the Browns over the Cardinals. Cardinals, yeah, they got out to an okay start the first couple of games, but they've really shown their true colors. Uh, I think the Browns, their defense is so good. I'm not sure Arizona's going to be able to move the ball. I like the Browns to win this game. Minus eight tonight. I think that is a solid pick for a survivor this weekend. Ooh, looking forward to that. And I'm on the same pick as well, so that makes me excited. She is host of The Better Angle each Saturday from 4 to 7 in the East. She may or may not have a Benny the Bull head in her closet it is kate constable kate we appreciate it thank you thanks guys we'll see ya you know chelsea i don't think i've ever asked you what what is your most treasured piece of sports memorabilia Ooh, i'm not a big memorabilia person like i'm not somebody yeah. who has a lot of things like um we have been so transient in mm. the last like 15 years like jake played baseball for 11 seasons which meant we were splitting time for 11 years between a location and our home base. So we've had to move so many times that I like don't hold on to things. So like, I guess maybe one of Jake's things, like we yeah. have like his old jerseys and stuff. So probably just that. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, some people really get into sports memorabilia. I'm glad to hear that Kate's husband, because she's newly married, is not an actual hoarder that he's just a sports hoarder because that I get, I know a lot of guys like that. I'm, I'm not, I'm sort of like that, but not really, but it's hard, especially if you're a sports fan, when you get something that's meaningful to let it go. Well, it's called a collector, isn't it? Like yeah. didn't people used to do this with baseball cards. They weren't called hoarders. They just really liked baseball cards. I think some people well, still do this. Uh, well, it just depends what you're hoarding too, right? Like if you're just a baseball card collector, you're just collecting. But then if you're, hey, I remember I remember this time I went to this Wizards game and this is, I, I, the fries were in this box and the Wizards got to win. And I just, you know, it's my victory box, my victory fry box. I'm going to keep that with me. It's like, all right, buddy, what are you doing here? You're just hoarding stuff. Sometimes people keep like the most, the things you would never think are meaningful, but you know, sports memories are very powerful. So I get it. Coming up next here on the show. All right. What are we going to bet on tonight, Chelsea? You know she's going to go back to baseball. I'm scrambling to find something here, but I'm going to do it. Best bets and your BetQL five-star play of the day are on the way. It is the Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. And wrap up Hour 3 next.
Chelsea and Jenks will be right back on the Daily Tip presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Let's get back to the Daily Tip with Chelsea Messenger and Michael Jenkins presented by Bet MGM <laughs> on the BetQL Network. Yeah. Welcome back to the show. The Daily Tip for BetQL presented by BetMGM. Great to have you with us here on a Wednesday halfway through the week. She's Chelsea Messenger live in Nashville, Tennessee. I'm Michael Jenkins live in Washington, D.C. Best bets headed your way in moments. I'm trying to do some last-minute handicapping here, Chelsea, which doesn't always go so well. I'm thinking about going back to the Mac tonight. I'm, I'm, I'm flailing. I got a hockey pick and I have a Mac pick, and I'm not really crazy about them both, but I may do it nonetheless. Once baseball ends, because you're a baseball gal, are you is NBA going to stay squarely in that NBA lane? I feel like we're that's kind of just where we have to be, right? Well, I'll go to NBA player props because it feels like there are less factors that you kind of have to manipulate in that case. Mm-hmm. So I will go back to NBA player props as opposed to full game sides. Doesn't feel like a solid play. Like I hate betting on NBA sides. I'm not going to do it. All right. Oh, there you go. Just go ahead and put it out there. Let the people know. Not going to happen. I got to get into it. And I was thinking about maybe tailing Kate tonight, but instead I think I'm going to do hockey and football. What do you got going on for the rest of the day before we move on to our picks? I have to clean up the house because it's been a busy week. We have had all the Halloween activities, including last night. So the place is kind of a disaster. I need to clean. Okay. Very good. Good luck on your cleaning today. I need to clean some as well, but I'm not going to do it today. That's tomorrow. That's a tomorrow job. Coming up next to Becky Daily, Sean Zarillo from the Action Network. We'll get you ready for game five of the World Series tonight between the Rangers and the Diamondbacks in the desert. And if you missed our conversation with Kate Costable, who has a Benny the Bullhead and who is ready to get you set for NBA action with a few of her picks, you can download and subscribe to the Daily Tip wherever you get your podcasts. Also, this NBA Cup thing, ah, we can get into it maybe later on in the week, but I don't know if there's anything that I want to bet less on right now. Then the NBA is one thing, but the NBA Cup, I don't, I know we asked Kate about it, but I honestly, I don't know how you factor in motivation when some of these guys are not going to be motivated by a half million dollars. I know I'll, the superstars won't necessarily be. Joel Embiid. I'll get fined $35,000 for doing the suck it maneuver after a, a win or after a bucket. But so what do you look at a roster and say, well, this roster has more young guys and those more, those young guys on the roster aren't really getting paid. So maybe they'll be more motivated. I just feel like it, it, it adds an extra layer that I'm not prepared to handicap right now. But also when something has a lot of volatility, that's when you take a look at the teams with the longer odds. And I think if there is one sport where you truly can say motivation matters, it is the NBA. We see it on a nightly basis. There are certain players that are more motivated to go against certain teams. And there are certain players that never seem to be motivated. Like James Harden, it feels like once in a blue moon, we see like his best night, Uh, even though he did have a ton of assists last year. So maybe I'm being a little hard. But I think in most sports, motivation is not as big of a factor as people would like to believe. But in basketball, it most certainly is. 
Well, Chelsea, I think that's a very good point. And just maybe we'll delve into that. Maybe not. We'll see how we're feeling later on in the week. All right, time to get to it. Hand out our best bet. So let's find out who we have the most faith in today. Time to place your bets. Ah, yes, I see it right here. You found the play for tonight's game in the desert. What are you going with, Chelsea? All right, I kind of waffled on this one a little bit because it makes me a little bit nervous if Zach Gallon is dealing, but I'm going to hit the under on Zach Gallon's outs prop under 15 and a half. Number one, it's the number that you're getting at. Uh, normally, pitchers like to throw clean innings where they don't have to go out for the next one. Uh, so what you want here is Zach Gallon to throw five innings flat or fewer. Number one, this is elimination game. If Zach Gallon is struggling even a little bit, the Diamondbacks are probably going to pull him because maybe they have Merrill Kelly waiting in the wings. All hands are going to be on deck because this is an elimination game for the Diamondbacks. If they don't win this one, um, their season's over. So I think the urgency is there. And also, you look at Zach Allen last time around against the Rangers, went five flat. And also, have you seen the Rangers in the first few innings of some of these games? This is a Rangers offense that throughout the regular season have loved to pounce early and often. Plus, uh, if you look at this number, Zach Gallen has uh, gone exactly five innings in two of the last three games. So I will hit the under on Zach Gallen's outs prop. It makes me a little nervous that their bullpen got worn down a little bit last night, but Ryan Nelson came in, uh, or uh, yeah, and gave up uh, and came in with five and a third's innings of work. So maybe the bullpen not as worn down as one would expect. So Zach Gallen under his outs prop of 15 and a half for minus 145. Chelsea, best of luck to you as you were typing or as you were speaking. I was typing, listening at the same time. So I do like that pick quite a bit. I'm going to get a little desperate here. I need a win. Don't follow me until I kind of get back on track. I'm starting with hockey. Stars at Flames, under six. Stars, unders were very profitable last year. They burned me the one time. I played them this year, but I still like it tonight in Calgary. Stars are only averaging three goals per game this season. Flames have been even worse, six goals in their last five. And we have two exceptional net miners between the pipes. Jake Ottinger going for the Stars. Jacob Markstrom going for the Flames. Markstrom only won five and one this season. However, he has a goals in, against average of 2.88. And as for Ottinger, he's been even better. A goals against average of only 1.74. Dallas is still 5-2 and two to the under this season. Let's go under six in Calgary on the ice. All right. Hockey it is for Sir Jenks. All right. Now it's time to bring in the third member of our Best Bets crew, the Magic 8-Ball. Let us gaze upon the glorious Magic 8-Ball. Shall it fade or tail these noble betters? <laughs> okay, 8-Ball, what do we think of our best bets today? Starting with mine, Zach Allen under 15 and a half outs for minus 145. 8-Ball says, most likely. All right, so how about the stars and the flames under six? Eight ball says, we need an answer. Very doubtful. Oh, no. No, that's not good. All right, whatever, eight ball. If you want to check him out, you can. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. Twitch.tv slash BetQL. More importantly, you can stream each and every show on the BetQL network. Chelsea, can I interest you in another play before we move forward? No, I hate this light today. Oh, God, I do too. 
This is a desperation play. I'm not going to lie. I'm going back to the Mac tonight. I need a dub. I'm putting two games on the card. I'm hoping one of these will come through. This is a late handicap. I'm going Kent State at Akron under 40 at minus 140. Do not watch this game. The World Series is on. Do you really want to watch some action where Akron is 1-7 and and Kent State is also 1-7? and Holy Lord. Zips, one of the worst offenses in all of college football. They rank in the 100s in a number of categories. And look at what they've done in their past four games. 14 points or fewer. When you look at Kent State, you're like, oh, are they good? No, 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 no. They've scored 17 points or less in each of their last five. There's a reason why all the money keeps flowing in on the under. This game is the grossest of the gross. Under 40, minus 139. There it is right there is the call. Chelsea, stay away from that game. I, I, I don't recommend it at all. If you want to download the BetQL app and make yourself more informed better, you got to do that. You get insight. You get analysis. You get historical trends. You get five-star best bets. Do it now and download the BetQL app. All right. Let's see what the doctor has to say. Looking at the mainframe computer at the Red Roof Inn in Des Moines, Iowa. Beep, bop, boop, 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 boop. Oh, Donkster also going to the ice tonight, and he likes it under. Coyotes at the Ducks under six and a half. And Chelsea, before we bring in Aaron Hawksworth, I just want to say I have the same goal this year that I had last year, which is one day to get you bet on hockey. Well, why would I do that? Like, I would just have to tail somebody's play. That's what I don't like doing. There's nothing worse than tailing mm-hmm. somebody's play and losing because you like point your okay. finger at that person like you are the problem i should have yeah. never trusted you so i don't want to do mm. that to myself i know i want to see you actually handicap forget about tailing someone i want to hear the analysis when you're talking about hockey you know hockey no i don't well, okay. <laughs> who told you that I was just a guess, and it was it was way wrong. It was way off. It was on a wrong that. guess. Let's bring, in, let's bring in Aaron Hawksworth. Find out what's coming up on BetQL Daily. Aaron, are, do you ever bet on hockey, or am I just kind of flying solo over here? You are flying solo. I am one hundred percent with Chelsea on this. I don't really bet hockey. Maybe during the playoffs when I'm a little more dialed in. Right now, there's so much to keep up with. I mean, last night was crazy. Mm-hmm. Also, can we not have the NFL trade deadline around Halloween? Some of us parents Seriously. have things to do. I'm like, I can't keep <laughs> up with what's going on. But I am also with Chelsea on when you tail someone and lose. Off air, Joe Ostrowski knows this. I'll like rip our guests like, I tailed them and I lost that bet. Like, I don't want them back on the show. This is ridiculous. I get mad. Yeah, so a lot it's easier even matter. Yeah, but even though I think yourself, you're like, right. oh, well, that was bad. But when it's someone else, I get even more mad. Like, you convinced me that was going to hit. <laughs> even though in the mad rankings, above that still goes when you have a side and somebody else you trust has a side and you're on opposite sides and you're like, okay, well, you convinced me. And you go against your initial gut reaction oh, and worst. you lose. Mm-hmm. That's number one on the mad rankings. Agreed. Agreed. Got to trust. And the women's instincts are the best, right? I mean, we just got to right. trust our own yeah. intuition. Us ladies. Yes. When us gals get together. Wednesday. Yeah, get come here, on. It's just, it's just us late. Oh, okay. Well, I was trying, no. I was trying to fit in. 
Oh, yeah. Chelsea is doing a smart thing, setting boundaries. It's always important. Thanks, Aaron. We look forward to listening to the show. See ya. The boundaries are A, I'm not betting on hockey, and B, you are not a part of Women of Wagertainment Wednesday. Do I have this correct? Yes, correct. You are not a part of WOW as for now. Maybe you can be <laughs> like the Aaron boy or like the bat boy of the WOW guy. Ah, ah every guy. Dreams of growing up, me and the old Aaron boy. That's going to do it for us on this edition of the Daily Tip for Make Up, presented by BetMGM. She is Chelsea Messenger. I'm the Aaron boy. Go out, have a fantastic Wednesday. Good luck on all of your bets, wherever they may be. Hockey, basketball, baseball, whatever. We'll see you bright and early tomorrow morning at 6 a.m. Yeah. You've been listening to The Daily Tip presented by BetMGM. If you missed any of the show, listen back anytime on the new and improved Odyssey app.